0: At General Motors, we make more than electric vehicles. We're helping to make the world a safer, more inclusive place for all. As the first automaker to support the Equality Act, General Motors celebrates and embraces diversity every day, especially during Pride Month, which is why we're proud to team up with iHeartRadio to support Can't Cancel Pride and the LGBTQ community. Because everybody in means everybody. Learn more at GM.com. Welcome to the Sports Angle, live in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. Let's get into it. Go to our website, thesportsangle.com. Check out all the audio, all the audio, video, live streams, and articles that we have on there. We have all the content that you need for the Sports Angle on thesportsangle.com. Go to our social media at the Sports Angle. Like, follow, share. We appreciate all the support. The Stanley Cup playoffs, the first round is over. You are now down to the two best teams in each division. You got the two best in the Central, two best in the East, two best in the West, and two best in the North. What we're going to do here on the Sports Angle is we are going to examine, we are going to analyze, we're going to dig deep into the four series that are in the NHL Stanley Cup playoffs. We decided to do this after game seven of Montreal versus Toronto. We wanted to make sure that we included every single series in the NHL. With that being out of the way, let's get into it. The NHL right now, when it comes to the Stanley Cup, when it it comes to the situation they have, we might as well start with the East. The East, you have the Boston Bruins, and you have the New York Islanders. Now, the New York Islanders and Boston Bruins, how did they get here? Well, Boston, they beat Washington, and the New York Islanders beat Pittsburgh to get to the semifinal. Now, when it comes to the odds... Here in Las Vegas, when it comes to the odds makers, here is what they have determined. When it comes to the Boston versus Boston versus the New York Islanders series, the Boston Bruins are a favorite at minus one thirty-one, and it has stayed pretty much consistent the entire time. Uh, I mean, Boston has gone up just a little bit to one thirty-four. But Boston throughout the entire series, throughout this entire run, have mainly been on the favorite side in this series. New York Islanders, they started as a plus-120 underdog. Now they're a plus-116 underdog in this matchup. So if you understand that and you understand how this is going to go, I will say, and after all of my analyzing and understanding everything that's going to go on and understand the future odds, The Boston Bruins right now are plus 600. New York Islanders are plus 1,100. So that's the odds part. But what about on the ice? What about when they actually step inside that rink and they have to play a very, very competitive 60 minutes on the ice? Well, the New York Islanders have one of the most underrated and undervalued goaltenders and Simeon Valarmov. All right, Valarmov, he was with Colorado. He was with the New York Islanders. He's with the Washington Capitals. Like, Valarmov is a really good goaltender who just never really got that respect uh, in hockey. He's really never given that chance to really be that breakout goaltender in the NHL. I mean, I remember watching him in Colorado. I remember Simeon Valarmov was supposed to be the future in net, for Colorado, and unfortunately, it just didn't develop the proper way. alarmoff has done well with the New York Islanders. Defensively, they have a good amount of veterans on that defensive side. They have some defensemen like Andy Green. They have some defensemen like, you know, Nick Letty. They do have some defensemen on that end that will be able to contribute with the New York Islanders. And when it comes to the forwards, when it comes to your offense in New York, Matthew Barzal, Anders Lee, Cal uh, Cal uh, Clutterbuck, Anthony Boluvier, the New York Islanders have the talent to get it done. The New York Islanders have the potential to go all the way. And understanding that, understanding what this situation is really telling us, understanding what the odds were telling us, understanding what the last series showed us. When it comes to Boston and when it comes to the New York Islanders, I will say that I predict that the Boston Bruins will beat the New York Islanders in seven games. All right, I'm going to take the favorite in this matchup. I will take the Bruins in seven. It's going to be a very competitive, a very um, heated, a very um, brutal series between New York and Boston. But I had the Boston Bruins being the team that comes out of the East in the Stanley Cup playoffs. So as we are having our Stanley Cup playoff conversation, we're discussing the semifinals here on the Sports Angle. In the east, I have the Boston Bruins winning that matchup. Let's move over to the north. Let's talk about the Canadian teams for just a bit. Let's talk about our neighbors real quick. The Montreal Canadiens in a defeated the Toronto Maple Leafs in a huge upset very recently. The Montreal Canadiens did something that a lot of people were hoping for, but they didn't believe was going to happen. The Montreal Canadiens embarrassed the Toronto Maple Leafs. They made them look like a laughing stock in the NHL. So the Montreal Canadiens beat them. The Winnipeg Jets swept the Edmonton Oilers. And now we're in the semifinals, and it's Montreal versus Winnipeg. Well, Montreal opened as a plus 100 underdog, Winnipeg is a minus 110 favorite in this matchup when it opened and now winnipeg is a minus 134 the winnipeg jets it is clear and obvious that a lot of people have them winning this series there are going to be people out there that are putting their hard-earned money down on winnipeg to beat montreal the money is showing that clear as day but what about the on the uh, on the ice what is that telling us Because the Montreal Canadiens, with Cole Caulfield, Kakaniemi, Suzuki, Carey Price, and Nett, the Montreal Canadiens do have talent. That's how they beat Toronto to get there. But do they have the all-around talent that Winnipeg has? No, they don't. Understand that the Winnipeg Jets organization, they have one of the best goaltenders in the NHL, and Connor Hellebuck someone that you can make a legit argument was snubbed for the Vesna. You could make a real good argument for why Conor Hellebuck should have replaced Philip Grubauer or he should have replaced Andre Vasilevsky in the running for the Vesna trophy. Because Conor Hellebuck is the main reason and really the only reason why the Winnipeg Jets won as many games this year. His wins above replacement is among the highest in the NHL. Defensively, you have you know Demelo, you have Bellieu, you have all of these really good defensemen in Winnipeg. Like um, I'm blanking on his name right now. It'll Come back to me in like five seconds. But the Winnipeg Jets, uh, Neil Payonk. Thank you, Neil Neil Payonk. The Winnipeg Jets have something that Montreal doesn't have, and that is a multiple. Usage of defensemen. They can have four deep of defensemen out there in Winnipeg. Where Montreal, you have Shea Weber. You have um, Shari Shariot. But you don't have much outside of that in Montreal. Offensively, the Winnipeg Jets, you have Andrew uh, Cope. You have Adam Lowry. You have Blake Wheeler, Kyle Connor, Mark Scheifele. Like, the Winnipeg Jets are nine deep when it comes to their offense. So, understanding the nine the nine players up front on offense, they're four deep on defense, and one of the best goaltenders in hockey, I'm going to go with the favorite here, and I am picking the Winnipeg Jets. And I am picking them to win this series in seven games. Nah, I'm just kidding. I'm just messing with you. I have them winning in five games. Okay, the Winnipeg Jets, I have them being the Montreal Canadiens in five, and they're going to move on to the final four. So Winnipeg's going to win in five. Boston Bruins are going to win in seven. And as we are doing our NHL playoff conversations, we're discussing the Stanley Cup playoff semifinals. Let's move over to the West. Let's talk about Vegas, and let's talk about, Colorado. Now, Colorado opened as a minus 225. The Colorado Avalanche dominated in game one. And that's not an understatement. They dominated. Understand that the Colorado Avalanche embarrassed the Vegas Golden Knights in game one. And when it comes to the future odds to win the Stanley Cup, when you grab that sheet in Las Vegas, Colorado is plus 145. Vegas is plus 900. And on top of that, the Colorado Avalanche, they are the odds-on favorite to win the entire thing. So from that perspective, understanding that Colorado is the favorite in this matchup, what does the money tell us? Well, ever since the series has taken off, the Colorado Avalanche went from a minus 225 To a minus 186. That means. That the money. Is going to Las Vegas. Understand that the Vegas Golden Knights organization. A lot of people. Are putting their money down. On them to recover in this series. There are going to be people out there. That are watching this series. And they want that back and forth. They want this series. To be as competitive as it can be. Understand that. The Vegas Golden Knights, they have the potential to mess with the odds. They have the potential to mess with the odds on favorite. the tr- president's trophy winner and that's what I believe is gonna what's gonna happen. I have the Vegas Golden Knights. I have them winning this series in seven games. This is going to be a very competitive series. This is going to be a back and forth series. This is going to be a series that you have to watch in the NHL if you're a fan of hockey. It's going to have physicality. It's going to have toughness. It's going to have speed. It's going to have really good goaltending if flurries in the net. The Vegas Golden Knights and Colorado Avalanche is going to be the perfect example of why the NHL has set up the playoffs for why it is right now because you have the two best teams in the west. No, screw it. You have two of the best teams in hockey competing in the semifinals to get to the final four. I had the Vegas Golden Knights as the as a what plus 160 underdog beating the Colorado Avalanche. And the final matchup, the final matchup, the Carolina Hurricanes and the Tampa bay lightning now carolina opened as a minus 108 favorite carolina is a favorite in this matchup and the money is actually going towards carolina i mean there it's been very slightly been very slow but they've gone from minus 108 to minus 110 and on top of that the carolina hurricanes organization they have the talent The Carolina Hurricanes organization has something that I feel like a lot of people are going to underestimate. And that is they have the speed. They have toughness. They have skill. They have lines on all four, their top six and their bottom six, that can put the puck in the back of the net. The defensively, the Carolina Hurricanes have five good defensemen. And in terms of goaltending, they are trusting a rookie to get them to the to the Stanley Cup. And I'm not going to say that he's had one of the greatest rookie seasons by a goaltender. But in the modern era, it has been one of the best in hockey. Okay, really in the past 10 years, you really haven't seen a goaltender take off with this kind of momentum like uh, Nid- Kovik has done in Carolina, okay? He is standing on his head. He is making plays. He has made the Carolina Hurricanes stay in the matchup when they should have ended a long time ago. So the Carolina Hurricanes being the favorite in this matchup, I am going to say that the Carolina Hurricanes will win this matchup in seven games. So I have the Carolina Hurricanes and the Boston Bruins meeting in the Final Four, and I have the Toronto Maple Leafs. Now, just kidding. I have the Winnipeg Jets facing off against the Vegas Golden Knights in the Final Four. So Winnipeg, Vegas, Carolina, Boston. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Go into the chat down below and let me know. Go into the comments on Twitter. Use the hashtag, the Sports Angle, and I want you to join the conversation. Do you believe that Carolina will beat Tampa Bay? Do you believe that Boston will beat New York? Do you believe that Vegas will beat Colorado? And do you believe that the Winnipeg Jets will beat the Montreal Canadiens? We have to go to break here on the Sports Angle. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. When we come back, we're going to continue with our NHL conversation. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back after this. Welcome back to The Sports Angle, live in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. Let's get back into it. Go to our website, thesportsangle.com. Check out all the content we have on there. As well, go to all the social media accounts Vegas, that we have at The Sports capital Angle. Of the world. Follow, like, share. We appreciate all the support. Let's go to the comments. Let's have your angle be heard. Here on the Sports Angle. Go Knights, go. Vegas always come back with a vengeance. Like when they lose like they did. You know what? I hope they come back. But not for the reason you think. I believe the reason why Vegas will come back. Not only because the President's Trophy curse. It's going to hit Colorado eventually. But it's the fact that the Vegas Golden Knights. In terms of goaltending. I trust Flurry over Grubauer. I trust their offense uh, to get the job done because they do have a top nine. Colorado's top six is among the best. I'll give them their. I'll give them their credit. But the top nine for Vegas has guys who can score. Uh, all nine players in their top lines can put the puck in the back of the net when they're all gelling together. Now their bottom. Their bottom line. Their fourth line. I'm not going to get into because that's a bruiser line. Because our fourth line is really meant to be physical, to be tough. But that top nine for, for Vegas is the equivalent to top six for Colorado. Understanding that, yes, defensively, they're at a disadvantage. And we're not going to disguise that. But offensively, and in terms of goaltending, I believe that would outweigh the defensive struggles. And also, knowing Pete DeBoer and knowing what he has done in his career, something, something kind of tells me that Deba- DeBoer is going to have a solution for how good Grubauer was in game one. I have a feeling he is going to find a way to fix uh, C- Colorado's speed problem. Because Colorado has the speed on the outside. Colorado is a team where they can put on the, on, the, on the boosters and they will speed past you on the boards. Pete DeBoer, it will most likely have a way to co- correct that in the next game. He will try to do something new to combat that. Understanding everything that I just said and the fact that I've always said that Pete DeBoer is one heck of a coach. I know there's people out there that don't like him. I know there's people who like Gerard Gallant. I personally liked him too. But Pete DeBoer has been successful in Vegas. Pete DeBoer was really the best choice for Vegas when it came to replacing Gerard Gallant. And understand that Pete DeBoer, he is a guy who is here to help them win a Stanley Cup. I have Vegas winning this game in seven. Okay, I had the Vegas Golden Knights achieving this in seven games. I agree with everything except Tampa Bay will beat Carolina. Tampa Bay is up one-nothing in the series. I know. Carolina will eventually break uh, past Andre Vasilevsky. I believe that the Carolina Hurricanes, they have so much talent that actually it would be sad if they didn't go up and beat Tampa Bay head-to-head. Which actually leads me to my second segment. The Tampa Bay Lightning and the Carolina Hurricanes are two of the most talented teams that I have seen. And the Carolina Hurricanes offensively, defensively, goaltending, head coach, general manager, executives, the Carolina Hurricanes have done it correctly. But so did Tampa Bay. Before Steve, before Steve Eiserman went to Detroit, before he left Tampa Bay and went someplace else, people forget that he built that roster, and like ninety-five percent of that team was in the hands of Steve Eiserman while he was the general manager for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Offensively, they are a high-powered machine. They are that bomber that's just going to do air raids over your entire de- your entire defense. Defensively, they have won the top five defensemen in hockey in Victor Hedman. Eric Cernik, Miguel Sergachev, they have some young guys on the blue line that can help the Tampa Bay Lightning. And in terms of goaltending, there's a reason why Andre Vasilevsky has won multiple Vesnas. There's a reason why Andre Vasilevsky is being nominated for the Vesna Trophy again. He's that good. So I'm going to make the argument right now. I will say that whoever wins this series, whoever wins between Tampa Bay and Carolina, will demolish the East opponent. If Tampa Bay beats Carolina, let's just say they do. And let's say the New York Islanders somehow beat the Boston Bruins. Then I will tell you on the record that Tampa Bay will nearly sweep the New York Islanders. It will be deja vu once again. Because in the Eastern Conference Finals last year, Tampa Bay put a whooping on New York. Let's say that Carolina and Boston meet like I predict. This isn't going to be a series. Carolina would use their offensive uh, um, manpower to beat up and humiliate Boston. My angle is that whoever wins the Central will make it to the Stanley Cup in the Final Four. Whoever wins between the Hurricanes and the Lightning will stomp on the Bruins and the Islanders on their way to the Stanley Cup Final. On the opposite side of the bracket, I will confidently say the same with the West. Whoever wins between Colorado and Vegas, it doesn't matter who comes out of the North. It doesn't matter if it's Winnipeg, like I predicted, or if Montreal continues the Cinderella story and advances to the Final Four. It does not matter who advances from Canada. They are going to go back home crying. They're going to go back home and drink and drink, and drink, because for the 27th year in a row, Canada won't have a Stanley Cup to call home. And why do I say this? Because the West Division, the West Division is going to dominate that side of the bracket. The West Division, if it's Colorado, good for them. If it's Vegas, great but the North division Winnipeg and Montreal do not have anywhere near the talent that Colorado and Vegas have Uh, just like when I said with the East, the East does not have anywhere near the offense that Tampa Bay and or Carolina has. So here's what my prediction is. It's going to be Carolina versus Vegas, or it's going to be Tampa Bay versus Colorado, but either way, Only four of the eight teams that are remaining, they're going to be in the Stanley Cup Final. But it's not going to be the North. It's not going to be the East. It's going to be the Central versus the West in any scenario you see fit. That is my angle. And if you agree or disagree, let me know in the comments down below. Go into the chat on Twitter. Use the hashtag SportsAngle. And we have to take a break here on the Sports Angle. And when we come back, we are going to continue with our NHL conversation. And we will talk about the Toronto Maple Leafs here on the show. I'm your host, Rocco Rattelli. Don't go anywhere. Buying a home can feel like navigating uncharted waters. Redfin agents can help. They'll answer your questions with honest advice so you know exactly what you're getting into. They'll also help you tour as many homes as you want and show you what it takes to make a winning offer. With a Redfin agent on your side, you can sail straight to your dream home. Local expertise from Redfin. That's real estate done right. Tour subject to property and agent availability. Virginia Office Falls Church VA 844-759-7732. Hey guys, this is Gabby Douglas. If you have an active lifestyle like me, hydration is key. That's why I love the Hydration Watermelon Smoothie from Smoothie King. Blended with whole fruits, coconut water, and more electrolytes than some of the leading sports drinks, Hydration Watermelon is the cleaner way to hydrate with no artificial colors, flavors, or preservatives so you can recover and perform at your peak ability during the summer heat. Order online or through the app for pickup or delivery. Smoothie King. Rule the day. Welcome back to the Sports Angle, live in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. Let's get back into it. Go to our website, thesportsangle.com. Check out all the content we have on there, as well as go to our website, thesportsangle.com, and go to our social media at the Sports Angle. The Toronto Maple Leafs. What happened? Like you had an entire. Providence behind you. The country of Canada was counting on you. You had odds makers believing in you. You had people who were betting thousands of dollars on Toronto winning the Stanley Cup. I mean, this was the year that Toronto could have broken the Canadian curse. This could have been the the first time in 17 years that they could have won at least a playoff series. A playoff series. This could have been the first time since 1967 that the Toronto Maple Leafs could have won the Stanley Cup. But what did you do? You went up three games to one. You lost game five. You lost game six. And you lost game seven to Montreal. You blew it. You choked against Montreal. The real question is, what happens to Toronto now? Does Toronto keep the core of Tavares, Marner, and Matthews? Do you let go of some of the supporting cast like William Nylander? Do you let go of some of your supporting cast like Pierre Eng, uh, Engvall? Do you trade or release some of your veterans – You have on the roster, Wayne Simmons, Joe Fortin, Jason Spezza. You have some guys on your bottom six that you could let go of at the end of the year. Also, I really want to explain this to everybody that the Toronto Maple Leafs organization has to figure out the goaltending because you have Jack Campbell and you have Freddie Anderson. Freddie Anderson has been your starting goaltender For six seasons. Jack Campbell shows up. And he becomes a beast. So the Seattle Kraken expansion draft. Is only a month away. So if you're Toronto. Who do you expose? Do you leave Freddie Anderson exposed? Do you leave a guy who has been your starting goaltender for a half decade? Do you expose Jack Campbell? Who is still by the way a young goaltender in his own right. Uh, Maybe you let one of your young defensemen, like Justin Hole, end up being exposed and taken by Seattle. You have TJ Brody, you have Morgan Riley, you have Travis Dermott, Rasmus Sandin. Like, the Toronto Maple Leafs have talent, but they just keep choking it away. Alex Galchenyuk, who you got from Montreal, ironically enough, he did really nothing in this series. Nick Felino, you traded a first-round pick for Nick Felino. You really didn't get much from him besides fighting Corey Perry for defend, and defending John Tavares. I mean, what about Zach? Uh, Zach Hyman? I mean, he should be one of your top guys in Toronto, but yet you don't do anything with him. Alexander Kerfoot is a young guy, but you got him in the – Nazem Kadri trade, but you haven't done much with them. It, it just makes me question what Toronto is going to do from here. It makes me question if the Toronto Maple Leafs have any plans at all for the long-term future. Because their current death chart, their top six is loaded with money. All right, their top six, you have Matthews, Nylander and Marner. Well, those guys cost $6 million, $11.5 million, and $10.9 million respectively. You're spending a lot of money just on your top line. Your second line, you're spending $11 million on John Tavares, Alexander Kerfoot, 3 dollars Uh is $1.645. The Toronto Maple Leafs top six. It's so loaded with money that it makes their bottom six look weak. Their bottom six, in terms of money, went like this 820,000, 1.2 million, 700,000, 725,000, 775,000, and 766,000. Like their bottom six outside of Pierre, uh, Pierre Engvall, none of their bottom six is getting paid more than $1 million by the Toronto Maple Leafs. They do have young talent. They do have that 19-year-old in Nicholas Robertson. They do have that guy in Adam Brooks, who is 25 years old, who they drafted in 2016. The Toronto Maple Leafs should be, on paper, a better team. And you just heard the key word there. On paper, they should be a good team. Defensively, it's the same situation. Their bottom line in in terms of defense, you have a 21-year-old Rasmus Sandin and a 24-year-old Travis Dermott. But are you going to have to expose Dermott in the expansion draft? Is there a possibility that you could let one of your second-line defensemen in Justin Hull, who, by the way, you're paying $2 million and scored 20 points this year, Will you have to leave him exposed in Toronto? What about Jake Muzzin? Who you're paying $5.5 million to be on your second line defensively. You're paying Morgan Riley and TJ Brody $5 million each to be your first-line defenseman, and yet you don't even get 40 points out of Morgan Riley. You don't even get more than one goal from TJ Brody. It just makes me question what Toronto's doing with their money. What are they really focusing on long-term? I also have to mention one valuable um, cliff note. Their free agency, this is who they have um, as free agents this year. Heyman, Felino, Nash, Simmons, Galchenyuk, Spe- Spezza, Fortin, Newson, and I even—I haven't gone to the defensemen yet. You have Martin Amarsson, you have Callie Rosen, you have Freddie Anderson, like I mentioned. The Toronto Maple Leafs have so many players that are free agents. They have so many players that could be leaving Toronto next year, and even with that, even with all those players that I mentioned, that are going to not be on the roster anymore. They only have $12 million in cap space. And just to give you more of a, a kick in the butt, they have to fill six roster spots, and they still have to pay Marner. They still have to pay Matthews. They still have to pay all these guys an insane amount of money. And on top of that, There's all these players that they have signed to rookie contracts, and they are not going to get paid a good amount of money yet because they're still on those said rookie deals. Like I said with Rasmus Sandin, like I said with Travis Dermott, they are all getting paid less than $1 million in Toronto. So my angle is that the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to have a very busy offseason. This offseason is going to show if they are focused long-term on winning. This offseason is going to show you if the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to tear down and rebuild, or are they going to have to focus on winning by paying the younger guys and even spending more money that they don't have? I want to ask all of you, do you believe that the Toronto Maple Leafs will ever win a Stanley Cup in your lifetime. Do you believe that the Toronto Maple Leafs organization will get their head out of their butt and will realize that spending all of this money and giving non-movement clauses and no trade clauses to players like it's candy doesn't mean crap when you are not allowing them to develop and allow them to be who they're supposed to be on the ice. They they have not used a lot of their players correctly. And on top of that, the Toronto Maple Leafs spent so much money in the, in the trade deadline, and they traded so much draft capital. Does anybody know what Toronto's draft picks look like for this year? They don't have a first-round pick. They don't have a third-round pick. They don't have a fourth. They don't have a seventh. They only have a second round pick in 2021 and in 2022, they gave up their third, fourth, fifth, and sixth. So the Toronto Maple Leafs have invested a lot of draft capital to win a Stanley cup this year. And they lost in seven games. So my angle is that the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to be the busiest team this off season. They're going to make moves that are going to, to hurt the franchise. They're going to make moves that are going to anger the fan base. They're going to make moves that are going to make people question what Kyle Dubas is doing. But he has to do it. Kyle Dubas doesn't have a choice here because you have spent so much money and so much non-movement clauses that you can't get out of it. I want to remind everybody that the Toronto Maple Leafs, have 10 players signed to either non-movement clauses or no-trade clauses. John Tavares, Zach Heyman, Wayne Simmons, Nick Foligno, Joe Fortin, Jake Muzzin, Morgan Riley, TJ Brody, Justin Hole, Zach Boguson, and Freddie Anderson were all signed to non-movement clauses and or no-trade clauses in Toronto. It is going to be fun ride and it's going to be an adventure we're all going to have to watch so this is the sports angle i'm your host Rocco kelly we will be right back after this commercial break don't go anywhere we'll be right back Welcome back to The Sports Angle, live in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. I'm your host, Rocco Kelly. Let's get back into it. Go to our website, thesportsangle.com. Check out all the content we have on there, as well as all our social media at Sports Angle. The NHL Draft Lottery. It is going to be this upcoming Wednesday. The NHL Draft Lottery is fun for the fans of teams that did not make the playoffs because it gives people the opportunity to eventually potentially get the number one overall pick in the NHL draft. And I know the people who are live in Las Vegas are not going to care about this. I know that there are going to be people out there that honestly are just going to look the other way and go, why would I care about a draft lottery We're going to have one of the lower seeds in the draft. Why are we talking about this? Let me explain why this is such a big deal. The NHL draft lottery gives teams that didn't have a chance to make the playoffs. They give them a second glimmer of hope. They have that glint in their eye. Understand that when it comes to the NHL draft lottery, Just like the New York Rangers last year, it gives a team that really shouldn't have had the opportunity to have a number one overall pick get the chance to have a do over and they get a chance to really do something right. So here's what we're going to do here on the sports angle is I'm going to break down what I believe is going to happen in the NHL draft lottery. I believe the number one overall pick in this draft, I believe that it will go to the New Jersey Devils. I believe the New Jersey Devils organization will get the number one overall pick. They have a 10% chance of getting the number one overall pick, and they get a a number 20% chance they have a 20% chance to get the number two overall pick. I understand that the New Jersey Devils organization has had a rough five years. But the New Jersey Devils have upside. You have Jack Hughes, you have um Jaeger Shagonovich. The New Jersey Devils are building that future core as we speak. I mean, back in December. I did an autopsy, and I broke down the New New Jersey Devils, and I told all of you that the New Jersey Devils in about five years will be Stanley Cup contenders. And what would make them even more of a Stanley Cup contender? That would be getting the number one overall pick and getting the best player in this draft. Defenseman Owen Power from Michigan. He has been said by multiple sources that he is the best player in this draft. So many people have come out and said that Owen Power is a defensive prospect that we haven't seen in years. We have not seen a guy like Owen Power since maybe Aaron Ekblad back in 2014. That's how rare someone like Owen Power is, and that's why he will be the number one overall pick so if you're the new jersey devils you can get owen power and he could be the face of your defense in new jersey i mean he has been playing at university of michigan and he has been lighting it up when it comes to how they are playing the game so who would be the second overall pick who would be the number two overall pick i have new jersey as the number one team in the NHL draft lottery. So who will be number two? I'm glad you asked. Because with a second overall pick, I have it being the Ottawa Senators. The Ottawa Senators have a 9.3% chance of getting the second overall pick. The Ottawa Senators desperately need somebody to help save that franchise. The Ottawa Senators have been in mediocrity For so many years. Ever since they made that run. In uh, the Eastern Conference Finals. Against Pittsburgh all those years ago. So. If you could. Get the number two overall pick. You are going to go out. And get the second best player. In this draft. You're going to get the 17 year old. Who is committed to Michigan. He hasn't even played there yet. I have the Ottawa Senators picking a generational talent. I have the Ottawa Senators picking the youngest of the of the Hughes trio. Okay? You have Jack Hughes, who's playing for the New Jersey Devils. You have Quinn Hughes, who's playing for the Vancouver Canucks. And I say with the second overall pick, the Ottawa Senators would select defenseman Lake uh, Hughes. All right? Luke Hughes, defenseman. 17 years old, has played for Team USA. He is committed to Michigan. He is a a player that I believe would change the Ottawa Senators franchise, just like Owen Power with the New Jersey Devils. So, you have the top two picks in the NHL draft being defensemen. Now, you might be asking yourself where, oh where, Is the Seattle Kraken. You might be asking, where will the Seattle Kraken pick in the draft? After all, they are going to be in this said draft. Well, I have the Seattle Kraken being third in the expansion draft and third in the lottery because the Seattle Kraken are actually slated to have the third best odds in the draft lottery. They have a 10% chance of getting the number one overall pick a 20% chance of having the the second overall pick, and the Seattle Kraken were slated in terms of the lottery balls at number three. So the Seattle Kraken will have the third overall pick, and I have them taking left wing Dylan Gunter, 18 years old, playing for Canada, playing out there in Edmonton. I mean, getting an offensive uh, young 18-year-old, That can eventually groom and develop in Seattle. Would be good for the Seattle Kraken. The fourth overall pick. I'm going to go down. And I'm going to say. That when it comes to. The Philadelphia Flyers. The Philadelphia Flyers are an interesting case. Because Philadelphia. They don't necessarily have to go out and get a top-line defenseman. They have Shane Gossespierre, they have Seheen, they have Provorov. But if the Philadelphia Flyers really want to excel long-term, I believe them getting Sweden defenseman Simon Evadesen, 18-year-old defenseman, he would be a real good number four overall pick, and that's where I had the Philadelphia Flyers being slotted in that position. And then the fifth overall pick, they're slotted at number five already, and that is the Columbus Blue Jackets. I have them rounding out the top five, and I have them taking center, Matthew Bernays, the 18 year old who's playing at Michigan. I figure picking up the theme here, Michigan is very top heavy in this draft. Now, I'm not going to do the the projections of who, which player is going to go where, but I will say who I think six through 15 will be in the nhl draft lottery so with number six at number six i have the calgary flames having the number six overall pick at number seven i have the dallas stars at number eight the new york rangers number nine the buffalo sabers at number 10 the chicago blackhawks at number 11 I have the Los Angeles Kings at number 12. I have the Arizona coyotes who actually have to forfeit their picks. So if by the way, for anybody who doesn't know the Phoenix coyotes slash Arizona coyotes were found to have been tampering when it came to the draft process about a year ago. So the NHL forfeited their draft pick. So even though they will have the 12th overall pick in the draft lottery it has been forfeited so it's really not going to count the 13th overall pick i believe will go to anaheim 14th will go down to uh detroit and then the 15th and 16th picks i believe will be you'll be the San Jose Sharks at 15, Vancouver Canucks at 16. So that is what my NHL draft lottery will be. I predict that the New Jersey Devils will go from number four to number one and win the NHL draft lottery tomorrow night. We'll have to figure out and stay tuned to see if that does happen. So this is the Sports Angle. I'm your host, over Kelly. Uh, we are here Monday to, fr- Monday to Friday, 6 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Mountain, 8 p.m. Uh, Eastern. And I will say to everyone, uh, have a great day. I'm your host, Rocco Rickelli. And Until next time, rock on and we will see you later. The been thinking about McDonald's all day can't get it off my mind. Climate change, public health, economic shifts, and social inequality. We face grand challenges in these areas and more. Join us on Access to Excellence, the podcast where George Mason University's thought leaders explore global issues and the paths forward. Podcast.gmu.edu.